0: Hi, I'm Emily. Hi, I'm Nicole. And this is Yes Dude, the show about
1: shit we like. Well, how are you? Check yourself before you Trebek yourself, dude. Uh, I know. Yeah, this has been a week. And a half. (laughs) Yeah, well, I found out about Sean Connery after the fact. I didn't know on Halloween that he died. And then we had the election and then Trebek died. And I just punched my table right now (laughs) when I said that. I heard that the woman who hand calculated the
0: calculations to the moon for NASA passed away this week as well. I don't know how accurate that is, but no. that is what I had read a couple different places.
1: No, so I have. Yeah, have you seen? Okay, if we're thinking of the same person, then there's this picture. I think her name
0: is Catherine or something.
1: Was she white, or was she one of the I women in the movie Hidden Figures? I didn't see a picture. I just read it a couple different places. Okay. Well, if it's, because it could be one of the ones from Hidden Figures with Taraji and Octavia Spencer and the other one who looks like Janelle Monae, but I don't <laughs> want to say Janelle Monae because she's a musician. I don't know, but <laughs> there's also a woman that I am thinking of in my head who was a white woman, and they there's a, this picture of her when she's, like, in her 20s with this, like, massive book, like, as tall as she is <laughs> just like filled with all the calculations she did it's so good that's wild yeah
0: yeah this picture the picture I saw was a cartoon and it was I didn't really like pay attention to the color of the skin of the person but they were like on like a old chalkboard mm-hmm. and there was like a window in the corner and it was like a big long math equation that like went out to this like window yeah. in the corner where there's like a moon and a rocket ship I think so I that, that we're cute. talking
1: about one of the hidden figures woman I think that One of them was named Catherine. Very possible. Yeah. I don't know all the details, but sad week in general. Yeah. Man, did you see that (laughs) um, Americans lost, like, over 138 million hours of sleep this week or something?
0: No, but that does not surprise me. (laughs)
1: Yeah, I know. We're recording on Monday because Nicole got up at, like, four yesterday.
0: (laughs) I did, dude. I slept so good this weekend.
1: Yeah, because we Uh... slept, like... Six hours total (laughs) the entire week. All week long. Yeah. I think
0: between the two of us, we weren't asleep at the same time, hardly ever. (laughs) No, barely. Granted, (laughs) you are an hour behind me. What? What? (laughs) 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 I said if we did, it was like a two or three hour overlap. That's all. (laughs) Oh, yeah. I I am one hour behind you. Yeah, (laughs) that is what I said. (laughs) (laughs) I was going to say good news, but I suppose it depends on what side of the spectrum you're on. But we have a president-elect. I'm going to
1: say good news. um, I mean, yes. Because I firmly believe that... I am not a Republican, obviously. I think that we've made that very obvious. (laughs) (laughs) in Just the way we talk about things. But I see that there are, you know, good things on both sides. But I think that (laughs) if you are a Trump supporter... He has proven many times why he is a bad person. Yes. I'm outside of political alignment. So. Right. Like, I have so many things that I want and could say. But we also want this to be a place to come to, like, ignore yes. those kinds of things to an extent. Exactly. Not, like, completely and just not involve yourself, but just to escape for, like, an hour. Yeah. That was the whole purpose of this. I yeah. mean. That's why we did not mention it, and then we got a little bit angry at the end, (laughs) still, with My Food History. But, what do you want from us?
0: (laughs) (laughs) We controlled the anger.
1: (laughs) Yeah, as much as we could. Right, given the circumstances. Yeah, given that it wasn't even election day yet, and we didn't see all the bullshit that happened after. God. Anyway, Alex Trebek, I'd like to know what the numbers are going to be like on the next until christmas they're still going to be airing trebek episodes hey we should not talk about this <laughs> why are <laughs> you okay i'm just saying i would like to see what the ratings are oh like on his ratings? like remaining yes. episodes that was all i had to say <laughs> i don't really watch okay. jeopardy but i think i have a hint at something you're gonna talk about <laughs> <laughs> yes <laughs> anyway what are you drinking
0: I am drinking another zero calorie sparkling ice because we're still on our diet bit, and I'm trying oh my to behave. Oh no! Tomorrow, although I did hop on the scale this morning and I had gained everything that I had lost back, <laughs> like how is this possible? Yeah,
1: I haven't. So. I'm just gonna weigh in in the morning because it's our final. It ends tomorrow, and whatever it is is what it is, and I can't do anything about it either way. Exactly. I mean, I didn't do my best, but I did try. I, I didn't. Did. I my habits
0: were better. I'll put it this way.
1: Yes. I, man, the election, was. I did not have one drink. I mean, that was really it for me. The entire, I did not drink at all the entire week of the election. I did one tequila shot on Saturday after CNN called it. But, oh man, do you know how badly I wanted a beer or just like a whole vodka? <laughs> <laughs> but also, yeah, sleep deprivation is basically the same thing. Right? Yeah. Get the same intoxicating effects. Yeah, <laughs> get a little drowsy. It's fine. Just even it out with some coffee. You're all good. Right.
0: I had a bottle of bubbly in my cupboard that I should have put in the fridge over the weekend.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: When for when they announced it. Yeah, I think I I think the turning point for me was on Friday when all the swing states or remaining swing states turned blue. Yeah. Yeah.
1: God, I'm still so mad about that. What? <laughs> I'm still so mad. I'm so sorry. (laughs) Uh, Okay, so I have opened, like, every day this week. I had Tuesday off, which was election day, so I went and I dropped off my ballot, and then the rest of the days I was opening, and I was going to bed at, like, one or two in the morning, and then getting up at, like, six to go to work, and I still, sleeping four hours a night, still somehow missed Georgia and Pennsylvania. I got the notification about Pennsylvania as I was walking to the living room. I'm so mad. I almost didn't go to bed Thursday night because I'm like, dude, there's only like 1200 left for Georgia. I did. I stayed up Thursday night to watch Georgia. I know because I I woke up and I had a text from you. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, oh,
0: if I'm, I'm sure she wants to know.
1: Yeah. If I didn't work a double Friday, I absolutely, absolutely would have stayed up and then just like slept. When I got home, but, but damn, work I was going to have to go to way. work for 10 hours. So, <laughs> yeah, no, thank you. Yeah. Definitely some sort of sleep. Yeah. But hey, I've coffee. also, I, yeah, definitely coffee. I also have watched more hours of CNN this last week than I have probably in my entire rest of my life leading up to election day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: I have watched more CNN. And various other media sources this week, more
1: than I have probably in the last four years. Since last election, honestly. Well, no, you didn't need to watch any of it in the last four years because it, everyone was talking about it constantly, so. Right.
0: I think my favorite thing about this whole thing is two things. One, women, and specifically women of color, have representation in the White yes, House is absolutely amazing. <laughs> Shout out to Kamala. So excited. <laughs> but also... I'm excited to wake up and not feel like the world is going to end any second. Dude, Like, that's I part know. of the reason I slept so much yesterday. I just felt so damn relaxed.
1: Mm-hmm. Except for the fact it that was... today the grass is gone at the White House now.
0: Oh, my God. There's so much shit going on at the White House. Nobody knows what's happening. <laughs> oh, it's so weird. I don't even think Donald knows what's happening. No. I feel like I
1: had something else to say.
0: I read an article today that yeah. <laughs> said that he's stinking up the White House with his gross fast food takeout. I'm like, dude, dude I get he'll it. Cook for you 24/7. Like, <laughs> eat healthier. I get it. He makes me depressed too. <laughs> Can you imagine being him? I did have 3 cheeseburgers last week, okay? Dude, I'm that's what I was cheeseburgers.
1: That was the other thing I was going to say. So, with the diabetes, I'm like, I try not to order food, but like, you know, once a week sometimes if I'm working a double, which I have done like twice in the last couple of weeks or like twice a week. In the last couple of weeks. I have eaten so many vegetables in the last two days. <laughs> That's awesome, though. Yeah. Well, I made that stir fry after they called it on Saturday and I had literally an entire thing of broccoli and like most of an onion and a whole bell pepper. <laughs> and then last night for dinner, I just had like the whole head of cabbage that are not cabbage uh, cauliflower that I had in there. I'm like, I don't want to make multiple components of a meal. And also, I have to eat these vegetables or they're going to go bad. (laughs) There's so many vegetables in the last two days. I
0: love that you're getting your imperfect box. I'm like living vicariously through you.
1: Oh, I love it. I know. That was my thing. I'm like, I have to eat these vegetables because I have another one coming on Wednesday. (laughs) (laughs) Right.
0: It like makes you eat it.
1: Yeah. I also forgot this morning that I had those overnight oats in there. So I'll have those tomorrow. Heck Yeah. That sounds so good. Yeah. I made carrot cake overnight oats because they sent me like a shit ton of carrots. (laughs) (laughs) I think technically it was like a pound, but it's like six carrots. And one of them is like a double carrot. And I'm like, I don't know what to do with all these carrots. So I put one in my stir fry and then I made those oats with the other one. I don't know what to do with these carrots. (laughs) (laughs) What can you make
0: with carrots? We usually put it in spaghetti sauce to thicken it up, like to grate it into spaghetti sauce.
1: Yeah. I don't know. I'm thinking because I got that grapefruit, so I could do some sort of, like, carrot grapefruit smoothie situation. I don't know. We'll see. That would be good. Yeah. I think a carrot-grapefruit-like celery would be good. Or cucumber. I don't like cucumbers, and celery is overpowering. I think I took it celery overpower- out of my box anyway. Celery is very overpowering. I like celery, but it's like a whole bunch of celery. It's not a stock. It's a bunch. <laughs> it's like, I don't... That's a lot of celery for one person to eat.
0: <laughs> that is a lot of celery. <laughs> I think I could probably maybe eat like three or four stalks a week. Max. Yeah. Yeah. And they have to have peanut butter and raisins on them.
1: I never did the raisins, but the peanut butter. Yeah. Oh, that sounds so
0: good. Maybe that's what I'll go have as a snack leader.
1: Yeah. I have water and I have tea because it's like 50 degrees outside and I brought a blanket with me.
0: <laughs> and you can finally drink tea.
1: We have been off and on because the weather's, like, going up and down. It's supposed to be 80 again on, like, Monday. But for right now, it's, like, 55 outside.
0: (laughs) So That's only, like, 12 degrees warmer than it is here.
1: Dude, I know.
0: And it's cold as tits here.
1: Yeah. My toes are cold. My office was
0: so freezing today. They had it in weekend mode all weekend. And it was cold over the weekend. And so when I got to work this morning, they, like, blasted the heat. And it sounded like our building was going to take off, like, a spaceship or something.
1: (laughs) It was like... Yeah.
0: My coworker and I looked at each other and
1: we were like, yo. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I wore my work jacket for part of the day today. Yes, Is it comfy? It's just like a fleecy kind of jacket. It's fine. They asked us our sizes and I didn't realize that they were going to be like, I don't know. I think they're supposed to be unisex, but I'm like, this is a men's large because the sleeves go past my fingers. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because I'm like, I'll get a large, and then it'll have, like, you know, room, because I have boobs. <laughs> but, like, no. It's so big.
0: <laughs> Roll the sleeves. Make it fashion.
1: Yeah, I just pull them up anyway, because I don't want to, like... Because everyone drops off their clothes freaking inside out, because that's how people take off their clothes. And then you gotta, like, get your whole arm in the pant leg to flip it inside out.
0: Yes. It's the worst part about doing laundry is flipping it inside out. Yeah. Or that's, right side out.
1: Yeah. I don't do it. <laughs> I- I don't take off my stuff inside out is how I get around that. And also because it triggers something in my brain <laughs> It feels wrong to take off your stuff inside out.
0: <laughs> I think for me, I just want it off my body and I don't care.
1: Yeah. No, <laughs> I don't have that.
0: I always get home and I'm like immediately stripping I'm like, nope, on to comfy clothes.
1: I mean, yeah, that's fine. but But like... then I
0: just don't ever think about it. <laughs>
1: i can't not think about it it would bother me so much i would if i knew that my pants right now that i wore to work were inside out i would have to go put them the right way
0: (laughs) well it's a good thing they're not inside out
1: they're not because i took them off myself thank you (laughs) (laughs) oh goodness (laughs) oh man it feels
0: good this week (laughs) yes dude Today at work, I was so happy. I've not been happy in a long time at work, and it felt so good. My
1: Guido wore a mask today. What? He's never worn a mask the entire year. And all of a sudden, and he walks. Hey, you. I'm like, hey, you're wearing a mask today. <laughs> <laughs> he what still had it? his giant vape rig in his hand, and I'm like, you can't smoke that now. You have a, a mask on. <laughs> right? Right. One time he left it in the store, like he was standing in line and he put it like on the windowsill so he could like finish a text or something. And I, (laughs) it was like an hour later and I looked up and I'm like, what the hell is that? And so I go grab it and I'm like, oh, okay. John left his vape here. (laughs) I gotta call him real quick. (laughs) But also he didn't answer and it wasn't like a very clearly like, hey, this is John's cell phone. So I just like left a message. I'm like, hey. Um, I think you might have left something at the store when you were here. Uh, just give me a call back. We'll have it behind the counter. Cause I was I didn't want to like blow up his spot if it was like a work number. But yeah. also, there's no way that the people he works with doesn't know because he is constantly using that thing. Vaping. Yes, he just like floats in on a cloud every time. Gross. John. you're you're not even gonna use it in here you're in here for 10 seconds right like put it away (laughs) just leave it in your car
0: rip it when you get out put it back rip it when you get back out there put it back yeah (laughs) or just not do it so much i don't know (laughs) (laughs) yeah i don't know what is your
1: first topic my first topic so since we were talking about the election and how Much of a relief it's been since (laughs) not the election anymore. Okay, when I say that I watched a lot of CNN this last week, I mean, I would get up in the morning and I would turn it on and just, like, check the updated numbers before I went to work, and then I would go to work and I would pull it up on my phone and play it the entire time I was at work, and then I would come home and I would turn CNN on again when I was at home, and that is (laughs) all I watched for, like, four and a half days. Right? Five days, I guess, really, if you can't Saturday, because I did watch it until, you know. The speeches. Until the speech. So whenever, whatever time that was. It was like 9 p.m. Yeah. Well, it was like 8 their time, 8.30 or something. So. Oh, I guess it was like 6 your time. Yeah. It was definitely dark outside already, but.
0: My angel of I I wasn't home. Uh, I was up seeing my dad, but my angel of a boyfriend recorded it for me without me I know, I'm like, ask. oh,
1: he's a good boy. you <laughs> he's yes. the greatest
0: i am so grateful for his knowledge to record that
1: yeah well also if he hadn't caught on that you and i had been in communication 24 7 over the last <laughs> week then... he had noticed yeah <laughs> so basically all i've been watching since saturday is say yes to the dress yes oh, <laughs> because yeah, i need to watch show. anything else and this one takes no effort <laughs> i love say yes yeah it's pulled up on my hulu menu right now randy's staring at me so i watch it frequently mm-hmm. and Stefan knows that i watch it but he finally
0: like sat down with me the other day and like watched an ep- like three episodes the other morning mm-hmm. it was on the saturday we were just like lounging around but like i love that show so much <laughs> so much Ooh, i like your mug thanks it's my choose love go pensies go pensies
1: mm-hmm. I washed it. There's not still tequila in it. Don't worry. (laughs) I was gonna say, did you get a spiked tea or? (laughs) No, it's just a green tea. It's actually silk dragon jasmine. Oh, fancy. Okay, so if you don't know, say yes about say yes to the dress. It is a reality series on TLC, which follows events at Kleinfeld Bridal in Manhattan. Common themes include overwhelming advice of friends and family, the ability of the air quotes perfect dress to help a bride overcome personal difficulty. Struggle with weight and body image and the challenge of staying in budget. Sounds about right. Yes. The Kleinfeld store, not this location because they started out in like Brooklyn or something, but Kleinfeld has been around for over 70 years. I was actually wondering how long they had been around. A long time because I just watched an episode where like three generations of people came in to (laughs) get a a dress. Kleinfeld dress? Yeah, to Jeez. get like a because everyone else in their family, like their mother and grandmother, had gotten it, <laughs> so she was like the third person in line to get a Kleinfeld dress.
0: That's wild. Yeah.
1: Um. I guess I don't know. That's from the website, and I guess I don't know exactly when that was written because it just says over seventy years, and that would only put it in the fifties. But like some of the pictures of those Kleinfeld brides looked like they were definitely from like the thirties.
0: You can always look it up. But yeah.
1: Yeah. Uh... I mean, either way, it is over 70 years. That didn't shorten I mean, the time, yeah. just because it's 20 years later now. But Holding it down in Manhattan. Yes. That is where they are located now. It The store is 30,000 square feet, just packed full of dresses. That's massive. <laughs> yes. I didn't realize
0: it. I knew it was big. I just didn't put two and two together, because they have the downstairs, mm-hmm. like, for the...
1: They have the downstairs, which is the, like, uh, like jewelry and accessories. Well, they have, like, the... Basement level downstairs, but when you walk in off the street, it's like you check in for your appointment or like if you just want to like take a picture because it's say yes to the dress, Kleinfeld. and <laughs> that's where they have like uh jewelry and accessories, and then you go upstairs and that's where they have all the like showrooms and stuff. Interesting, but you that's know how so many floors, uh, yeah, but you know how it's set up, they don't have. Like, the dresses that they have there are not the dresses that you're buying, because it's not an off-the-rack store. You go in and you try it on, and then it gets made, and which is why it takes, yes. like, six months. Yes. So it's 30,000 square feet of dresses that are not even the dresses to be purchased.
0: <laughs> right. Unless it's, like, a trunk show or something, but...
1: Yeah. Did you know Panina Tournay is a Kleinfeld exclusive designer? That's her only job, is designing Panina dresses for Kleinfeld's. <laughs> I did not know that. Me either. That's why she's always there, though. <laughs> that would make sense. Yeah. Panina Tournay is like a blingy, crystals, She's like applique, fancy designer.
0: <laughs> she reminds me of like a bridal Betsy Johnson. I mean, not as like wild with color per se, <laughs> but like a fancy Ritzy Betsy.
1: I don't get that vibe, but it is the largest selection worldwide obviously it's 30,000 square feet of dresses that's so huge and they have over 200 staff members that is
0: 5,000 500 times the size of my apartment that's bigger than
1: my entire apartment building <laughs> because it is a reality show and also because Kleinfeld has a great reputation many celebrities have gone in and gotten their dresses there including okay so there was a list of like the top ten celebrity episodes and I'm like, okay, first of all, most of these are not the celebrity bride. <laughs> it's just like, oh, remember that time Martha Stewart was here helping out her <laughs> someone's assistant? I don't know. It wasn't even like her assistant, it was someone else who works for her assistant. But some of the brides are had that have been there. Corbin Blue, not the bride. His wife <laughs> he went with his really? wife. Yeah. I know. Actually, you know what? I think I've seen that episode. Dude, season 14, I just watched it because it's on I Hulu. But I <laughs> think I've definitely seen that episode. Yeah. Because I sometimes wonder, what's up with Corbin Blue? And then he was just like, I'll say yes to the dress. And I'm like, Corbin, what are you now doing? I know. Yeah. Well, at least I know he's married or was at one point because that's like 2016, I think, was season mm-hmm. 14. Was like five years ago, I think. Yeah. Sabrina Bryan, the blonde cheetah girl. Oh, yeah. 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 Victoria Caputo. Daughter of Teresa Caputo, the Long Island medium. <laughs> they did, like, a crossover episode and went to Kleinfeld and got, <laughs> got her wedding dress. Okay, not on the list of celebrities that I saw, like, the top ten episodes. El King, who was just on it. I just watched it, like, two episodes ago. I've seen her. I saw her perform last summer. And I just watched this episode last night. Omarosa. Oh. Yeah. And that wasn't on the list? No. It was not on the list. That is some disrespect. Did you know that Omarosa has been engaged before? And did you know that she was engaged yep. to Michael Clark Duncan? Because I did not know that. Who is that? So, well, he's dead now. They were engaged oh, when for he for died. Sure. <laughs> That's why she was on the show getting married to someone else. Um, He's an actor. He was in The Green Mile. Have you not watched The Green Mile? <laughs> no, I totally have. Okay. Was he the black guy? Mm-hmm. The big one. He was in yeah. the longest yard. He just yard. passed away a
0: couple years ago, didn't he?
1: Oh, it's been like several years. But it was like in the t- like within like the last five or six, right? Mm, maybe. I can't remember if it was before I left Washington or not. So he was in the longest yard and he was in the Green Mile and I did not know that they were engaged and then he died and now she is marrying a pastor or it is married to a pastor. I just watched the episode, so, but it was like four years ago at least. I just think that Say Yes to the Dress is the perfect show. <laughs> it is. I love it. Well, here's the thing you can, it's a TLC show, and you can go to TLC for many reasons, like watching obese people try not to die. <laughs> but you can also go to TLC to watch literally anyone <laughs> go into this bridal salon and just like, Have a good time. (laughs) Like, they don't care what your weight is. They don't care what your race is. (laughs) I just (laughs) watched an episode with a trans woman who was marrying a trans man, which matters literally zero except for the fact that it was representation on this reality show. And that was cool. And, like, her mom was there and she was talking about how she always knew that uh, she had a boy, but she knew that a little girl was going to grow up and i'm like that's nice <laughs> um Aww. yeah and then she got to you know see her daughter pick out her wedding dress and it was like a nice episode <laughs> but also yeah but also they they don't let the fan like obviously there are the reality tv parts where like they have to not like some of the dresses and sometimes they're a little bit harsh about it but like I watched Randy step in because the bride was like, I don't like this dress. Her mom kept pushing her to try on a white dress and she didn't want to do it because she's a, is an Asian family and she's like, I just feel like the girl who was growing up and did everything right because that was what she was supposed to do. And now I'm an adult and I don't have to do the things that everyone else is telling me to do and I don't want to wear a white dress and <laughs> her mom just kept pushing so she tried it on and then she was crying and Randy's like, "Okay, I'm going to step in here because she's clearly unhappy <laughs> and we're going to take this dress off." I love Randy for that. Yeah. He is good about that. Yeah.
0: They really all are. They don't let You're totally right. They don't really let the family like push a- around too much. I think I've only seen like one episode where Randy's told someone to like GTFO.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they have to have some drama just for like so they can bring people into the episode and like show something in a commercial. But if anything gets like actual real, they're like, like mm, serious. No, serious. we're not we're not gonna do this. I do like that. Yeah.
0: I cannot wait to start wedding dress shopping for myself. <laughs> Speaking of wedding <laughs> dress shopping, I have to help Chantal start looking for her dress. Her and Sean are getting married next August. So that's fun. Nice.
1: Yep. Um they also do a lot of things because they're as like one of the most successful salons in the world. Like people <laughs> go there specifically because it's Kleinfeld. And they also have a reality show, so that brings in money. <laughs> they have T V money. So they do a lot of like outreach kind of stuff. Like they have some sort of VIP program that I was telling you about the other day and they gave that to a wounded warrior. She was like a something a sergeant something i don't remember what exactly her rank was but they like brought her in and they covered all the costs and stuff and just last night i watched one where they went down to louisiana because that's where randy actually is from the south he grew up in baton rouge and then he moved to new orleans and i don't know if he lived through katrina but he definitely lived through like lots of floods (laughs) but yeah so they went down there after one of the floods and Randy was like, we have to help. <laughs> like, we have to help someone. and <laughs> I can't just, like, yeah. sit here in New York and be safe. So they went down and uh, found, I don't know, this woman. They lost, like, everything in their house. And it was the two, like, the couple and their three kids all just living in a trailer with, like, one fold-out couch and an air mattress. So they brought, like, a little pop-up shop and, like, did the whole... Dress shopping thing again.
0: Mm.
1: Yeah. Like and that. Zola. Do you know Zola? The like online registry site? I don't think so. It's like an online registry site, but yeah. So they like partnered with them and Zola gave them like new appliances and stuff. So, oh. So they do, you know, try to reach
0: out and help people. I think that's probably part of the reason they're so successful is because like they're also still human. Like even mm. though they've been on say yes to their dress on TLC forever. Yeah. Like, they're still people. And, like, Randy can be a bit of a queen sometimes, but, like, he's also still, like, very genuine and, like, very caring.
1: Yeah. And I know that, like, you can... (laughs) The cynical part of me is, like, well, obviously they're going to do nice things, like, they're on TV, they can't afford, like, you know, usually if someone has to, if one of the consultants has to call ronnie who's the owner and is like hey i have this bride and she has like two months and obviously that's not long enough to get the dress actually made so they have to sell a floor sample and like it's a whole thing he's he's going to say yes 90 percent of the time (laughs) and you'd be like yeah well it's tv he has to say yes and like that was probably planned and whatever but also like that she still got a dress and she didn't have one before (laughs) like like, the end result is the part that matters there exactly like, no matter how, like, she still watched It doesn't really dress. matter what the motivation is. Like,
0: <laughs> it still helped. Like, yeah. yeah. I love that. I watched an episode the other day where this girl wanted to be, like, Beyonce. I like, am Bride Beyonce. Yeah, I just watched that one. <laughs> yes. That yeah. one was over the top. Yeah. Over the top. Mm-hmm. The dress she got was really cute, though. I did like that. Yeah. I don't remember which dress it was.
1: I think it was the one where it was like, it could be two. I've watched so many episodes, there are a lot of convertible (laughs) dresses. (laughs) I just watched one where they were going to get married in the water with dolphins, and so she brought, like, a bunch of, like, fancy white, like, crop top bikini top type things, and she was just looking for, like, a skirt that she could wear and then, like, take it off to get in the water, and then they convinced her. That doesn't make sense, because... What are you going to do? Put the skirt back on afterward? You'll still have to change your whole outfit, so you might as well just get an actual dress. (laughs) So they convinced her to get an actual dress, and because she had found one, they were like, well, let's just try some on, and we'll, like, decide that if you like any of them. And then she did, and they were like, Randy's like, you'll have to change your whole outfit anyway, you might as well just get the dress, and then just change into your, like, white bride bathing suit to get in the water for, like, the half hour, and then wear the dress for the rest of the, like, reception and everything. So they did that, and their thing, their ceremony was supposed to be in, like, Jamaica or something. I don't know. It was somewhere. And then it, like, goes to the home video, and turns out she's pregnant, and so they can't go because of Zika. So they had to change everything, and they did not get married in the water. They got married at... A place that was, the name sounded familiar, but I've never been there because I don't live in the Midwest. But they, like, did their whole, like, pregnancy announcement and gender reveal all at once at the ceremony. And also, I'm like, what would have happened if they didn't convince her to get a dress and she still just had a skirt and a bathing suit? That was my first thought. I was like, damn, it's a good thing she got the dress. (laughs) Yeah.
0: I think it would be fun to go. If I had, like, a dream job, it would be to be, like, a bridal shop consultant. Just because, like, these people are shopping for what should be, like, one of the biggest and happiest days of their life, so. And the dress is the fun part. It's not, like, the wedding planning part, like, where Bridezilla comes out, <laughs> you know? It's, like, usually pretty chill. It'd be fun to go to Kleinfeld, but I feel like
1: that's a lot of money. Their dresses start at 1300 So, like, affordable, but I yeah. don't. I mean, I think most the article that I was reading was said that the average spent nationwide on a dress is, like, thirteen fifty. And the average spent at Kleinfeld is like forty five, and I'm like, that is not as outrageously much more (laughs) that you would think, but
0: it's not actually. I was thinking like six or seven, (laughs) yeah, at least forty five is manageable. However, I don't foresee myself spending more than a grand on my dress.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I don't plan on getting married, but you're gonna wear it for one day. I'm like, I can't fathom spending that much money a month's rent for a lot of people (laughs) like Mm -hmm. that is a lot of money yeah
0: but yes i love say yes to the dress i'm glad it's been on forever because it's one of my favorite shows
1: (laughs) yeah but also if that is i totally support people spending their money how they think is important and if that is something that you value then absolutely go for it it's just for me personally if a pair of pants is more than twenty dollars i'm like I don't think it's gonna happen.
0: (laughs) Yeah, same. Like, if that's where you wanna put your money for your memory, then that's like fine. But yeah, I wanna have an open bar and.
1: I'll drop $30 on mascara like it's nothing, (laughs) but like a dress? More than 10? Why? (laughs) Right? Such is life. Okay. I'm
0: flipping my topics. Okay. All right, my first topic Mr. George Alexander
1: Trebek. (laughs) Okay.
0: George Alexander Trebek went by, as we all know, Alex Trebek. He was born July 22nd, 1940 in Sudbury, Ontario, Canada, and passed away November 8th, 2020 in Los Angeles, California. He hosted Jeopardy for 36 years until his death and filmed up to two weeks prior his death. He married Elaine Trebek Cares in 1974, adopted her one daughter, and they divorced in 1981. He then married Jean Caravan Trebek in 1990 and had two children with her. Personal highlights of his life include carrying the Olympic torch in 1996 and becoming a naturalized, I think that's the word, naturalized U.S. citizen so then, in 1998. Yeah. In 2004, this part's really interesting. So, as we all know, Alex was like a workhorse. Like, this guy did not miss a beat. <laughs> I mean, they have episodes coming out until Christmas still, so. Yes, they do. Um... He has had a series of medical events <laughs> yeah. that just blow my mind, the fact that he, like, just powered through it and was back recording like it was nothing the next day. So in 2004, he wrecked his truck after falling asleep at the wheel and was back taping Jeopardy four days later. Not only did he just fall asleep at the wheel, he took out a string of mailboxes, hit a telephone pole, careened off a 45-foot cliff, and landed at the bottom of it. And that fucker was at work four days later. Like, yeah, <laughs> what? Wow. Three years later, in 2007, he suffered a heart attack and returned to work as scheduled in January. So, like looking at all of these events, it looks like Jeopardy takes winter break in like December and res- resumes filming in January. Mm-hmm. So he suffered his heart attack in December and returned back to Jeopardy set beginning of January t- 2008. That's wild. <laughs> Car accident three years later, heart attack uh, over the winter break of Jeopardy taping. Uh, Alex was admitted to the hospital after experiencing complications from a fall. He underwent surgery to remove blood clots in his brain and returned mid-January 2018. So that happened in December of 2017. And he again returned in mid-January 2018 after removing blood clots from his freaking brain, dude.
1: December is not his month.
0: (laughs) No. He signed a contract in November. In October of 2018, to host Jeopardy! through 2022, he was diagnosed with stage 4 pancreatic cancer in March 2019 and had an 18% chance to live a year. He did, obviously. Uh, In fact, he lived a year and a half. Shortly after his diagnosis in November of 2019, one of the final Jeopardy! contestants didn't know the answer, so they wrote, we heart you, Alex. And within like two hours, hashtag we love you, Alex was trending on Twitter. Well, Alex, he's, he's touched us all. One thing I didn't know about him is that he bred and trained thoroughbred racehorses on his 700-acre ranch in Paso Robles, California. Did you know that? Because I did not.
1: (laughs) I did not know that.
0: (laughs) Horses. Thoroughbred horses. Uh, He hosted various other shows. The very first one he hosted was called The Wizard of Odds, and that was in 1973. He hosted High Rollers in 1974. And that show is pretty sporadic all the way through, like 1980. And so, in between high roller stints, he hosted Double Dare, and not to be confused with the Nickelodeon show Double Dare.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: Uh, I also found that he hosted Pillsbury Bake Off from 1994 to 1998. That sounds like <gasps> my kind of jam. Alex Trebek in a baking show? Hell yeah.
1: It's not. I think sometimes they air it, but the the Pillsbury Bake Off is like a it's like a thing. I did not know that. Yeah, it's like a it's like a baking competition, but it's not like a TV show first. Fun fact. That. That's also the reason that they have to change the title of The Great British Bake Off. Oh. Is what it's called over there, but in America they had to change it to The Great British Baking Show because Pillsbury owns the phrase Bake Off.
0: I did not know that. Yeah. I didn't even know the Bake Off was a thing, clearly. Mm-hmm. So Alex made lots of guest appearances on other TV shows, including the Jimmy Kimmel live show in 2008 and 2011, and the Colbert Report series finale. Uh, So we like to think of Alex as like some little angel old man, right? So on October 1st, 2018, he moderated the only debate in Pennsylvania between the two govern, like, national candidates. Uh, According to news outlets, he wanted to change the flow of the debate to be, like, more conversational instead of so structured. He dominated the debate and talked for 41% of it. He often talked about himself without giving candidates time to discuss their stances on political issues. <laughs> he also made remarks regarding sexual abuse scandals in the Catholic Church and later had to apologize for his performance. <laughs> <laughs> that is, that like good. threw me for a loop. I was like, wait, Alex? <laughs> <laughs> well, Alex Trebek? No. So that was pretty interesting. He said that His performance was naive and that he he misunderstood the role of a moderator. He offered his sincere apologies to the people of Pennsylvania, quote, a state I dearly love. I did watch the episode tonight and they did a small moment of silence at the beginning of it. And I definitely teared up. (laughs) Definitely teared up for that one. They said that Alex recorded episodes up to two weeks prior to his passing. Guy's a fucking trooper, dude. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And episodes will air, like... We had just said until Christmas Eve. I read an article that he basically just wanted like 10 minutes at the end of his last episode to like say his goodbyes. So that's going to air on Christmas Eve and it's going to be real freaking sad. <laughs>
1: it's going to be really sad and it's going to get very good ratings because everyone's going to be at home on Christmas Eve <laughs> hanging out anyway. Right?
0: And Jeff, ge- there's like, for me, there's nothing more American than like sitting around the TV watching game shows with my family. Like, so of course I would watch. The Last Jeopardy. That said, who's going to be the next host? I
1: was just going to ask you, if you had to pick someone, who would you pick? (sighs) Honestly, Mm -hmm. Ken
0: Jennings. (laughs) I would love for him to be the next Jeopardy host.
1: I haven't watched any of the, like, game show documentaries. I don't know that Ken Jennings would be, (laughs) like, charismatic enough.
0: I watched him on the Champions of Championship champion championship or something that was over this summer Mm -hmm. and he reminds me of like just a goofy old dad like i feel like he would just be great at it yeah (laughs) so we'll see
1: i feel like that would be a great
0: ratings move right and also he's like one of the greatest of all time i also really like james holtzauer but he's too much of a bad boy (laughs) i don't know who that is He was one of the most recent big winners. I think he topped Ken Jennings' score. Oh, that's why I don't know who that is. Uh, Jeopardy! is one of the only shows that I will record frequently. So hopefully the next host. All I gotta say is the next host has big shoes to fill. Well, yeah. I mean... It's Alex Trebek.
1: Yeah. It's not Family Feud where they just keep going through hosts. Right. I watched that earlier tonight, actually. Yeah. Is it still Harvey?
0: Yeah. I
1: was really saddened by Alex's
0: death. And I really enjoy Jeopardy! And he fought the good fight for a year and a half. And yeah. all his prior close medical calls. Fucking brain surgery to remove blood clots, dude.
1: Yeah. What year was that? Uh, 2017? 2017? Yeah. yeah, it was I mean, December 2017. That's a big deal. But I'm sure they just... Catheter went up in there and pulled him out. They didn't like... It wasn't open brain surgery.
0: Yeah, but like... The idea of anyone screwing with my brain and then returning to normalcy like three weeks later just blows my mind.
1: Yeah, we're getting to that point, man. Where I the, know the people who already had careers like when we were kids are now elderly. <laughs> They're <laughs> gonna. It's never Charlie Sheen. <laughs> Somehow, right? Or Donald Regis Trump. is gone. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I'll just cut it out. Regis is gone. Sean Connery. Trebek yourself. Right. (laughs) All of them. Bob Barker. That's not new, though. No. But. I mean, I guess.
0: He had, like, a game show career. Well, when. He was old when we were old. Yeah. Or young. (laughs) Young. Yeah. (laughs) He was old when we were young.
1: Also, somehow Shatner's still around. Right. He was on a few episodes of The Twilight Zone back in the day. He was a babe, dude. (laughs) 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 Look those up. I.
0: (laughs) What is your
1: second topic? Sorry. Back to the Twilight Zone. It's not just the, uh, there's something on the wing. He was in, like, another episode at a diner, just so you know. My second topic is seasonal flavors. I almost did that. (laughs) (laughs) I was going to do it last week, and then I was like, no. I didn't know what I wanted to look up exactly, but then I figured it out. I almost did that. Yeah. Well, because, you know... Starbucks just brought out their holiday flavor, their, you know, like wintry holiday flavors on Friday, so. I bought my
0: peppermint mocha creamer when we went shopping last week.
1: Yeah, I have some, too. It's mint cocoa, but. It, so I Oh, I was going to look up. That's what I was going to do. I was going to look up the difference between the packages. Oh. <laughs> because I, <laughs> I don't know. I never did Still? figure that out. <laughs> but yeah, that's why I almost did this topic. So yeah. I'm glad that you're doing it. Yeah. Okay, so. I found numbers because you and I both like numbers. We're numbers people. We are. Also, this is not exactly the information I wanted. I mean, I guess it is the information that I wanted. It's just not the information I thought I was going to get. <laughs> so I just kind of looked up, um, like, seasonal flavor trends, I think, is what I found. And then there's a website that, like, breaks down, like, the by season and then like product and flavor and stuff like that that's kind of cool yeah so obviously it is in retrospect so we don't know <laughs> this year's fall or winter fl- top flavors but i do have that information for the 2018-19 winter oh i don't know why i couldn't find last year's actually now that i think about that last year was 19 yeah And I have the information going from 2018 to 2019, but not 2019 to 2020. I don't. Oh, no. Never mind. Okay. Okay. So it's basically, I figured it out. It's the, it is last year's information. It's the increase of 2019 over 2018. Oh, okay. So it is from last year, the percent increase over 2018. Okay. 18. Got it. Okay. (laughs) Glad we got that straightened out. Well, I just wrote 2018 arrow 2019, so I'm like, yeah, okay. (laughs) (laughs) the minutes, just like I do. (laughs) Yeah. Anyway, let's talk about spring this year, and then we'll go back. So spring 2020. Okay. (laughs) Do you want to know products or just the flavors? Because I have both. Ooh. Because I have both product information and flavor information as separate entities. Let's do flavors. Okay. So the top flavors of this spring, the pandemic Easter season, basically, were marshmallow, lemon, almond, cookies and cream. Don't blame them. That's my favorite. Raspberry, hazelnut, peanut butter, and chocolate. Okay. Yeah. I'm a little
0: surprised at the hazelnut and peanut butter.
1: Yeah, definitely the peanut butter. The hazelnut, I guess. I don't know where the hazelnut comes. I don't know if... For me, that reminds me of fall. Well, I don't know if Easter candy figures into any of those flavor profiles. I know that in the spring, people usually do like a toasted marshmallow latte or something. So that would make sense. As yeah. To why I like, and also Peeps. So, yeah. But it's also, yeah, those well, are Like the, lemon. Yeah. Those are flavor, the flavors, not like the actual products. So they're not saying marshmallows.
0: Yeah. Just the flavor. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Definitely surprised at the peanut butter and the hazelnut
1: hmm Yeah. I don't know why. <laughs> I try to, like, think about spring and then also this year's spring, and I've got nothing.
0: I, I was gonna say, like, all I can think of is panic. <laughs> yeah. And also, I didn't go anywhere to get any drink flavors, so...
1: It's not just drinks. It's, like, this is just the... Popular flavors of the season? Yeah. Product, like, store, the worldwide world of products
0: <laughs> like that makes sense though lemon bars like lemon for springtime yeah i always make lemon bars in the spring
1: yeah um would you like to hear the 2020 summer flavors because you're in for a wild ride <laughs> if you uh, think yes. you know anything about the summer <laughs> please tell me <laughs> okay berry just like any kind of berry, berry. Flavor. birthday cake i get it i love anything birthday cake mm-hmm. pineapple
0: okay makes sense
1: mm-hmm Chocolate and peanut butter together. A Ch- uh, chocolate and peanut butter flavor. Cinnamon and cream. What? Excuse me? What things are made cinnamon and cream flavored?
0: <laughs> Literally nothing that I know of.
1: Yeah, me either. Cinnamon and apple. I thought this was the summer. <laughs> right? Not the fall? No. Italian. What the fuck does that mean?
0: What is an Italian flavor? What is Italian? I don't, I don't
1: know. And then... This is four different flavors because there were slashes in between. Okay. Chocolate, fudge, toffee, and cookie dough. And we're all tied for number the number eight spot, I guess. Interesting. Yeah. It actually had ampersands in between, but I'm sure they did not mean all of those flavors in one product because other than some sort of Ben and Jerry's something. Or, <laughs> or like, Dairy Queen. Yeah. Yeah. What could it be? Right, <laughs> how many people are ordering that though? Not me. Yeah, I've never ordered that in my life. No, I don't even know where you would get something that has toffee and cookie dough. Probably Dairy Queen. Possibly because you can get like Heath
0: bar and cookie dough.
1: Well, yeah, but just because you walk into a Dairy Queen and ask for a Blizzard with Heath bar and <laughs> cookie dough doesn't mean that's an official flavor <laughs> that they this can is measure.
0: True. <laughs> I think they have one called the Cookie Jar though that has both of those items in it. I or the Candy have Jar. No idea. Something.
1: I don't know. Me either. So I have 2019 winter information. Okay, so I do have the percents. The other ones didn't list the percents that it was over the previous year, but this one did list the percent. So the top flavors of 2019 winter fudge up 1200% from 2018. Whoa. (laughs) Yeah. Cream slash whipped cream is up 400%. Ginger 300%. Sugar, whatever sugar, I guess like sugar cookie. Things. I don't oh, know what sugar flavor is, but 228%. Gingerbread, 212%. And coconut was up 200%.
0: Coconut in December? Yeah. Like a toasted coconut probably would be my guess.
1: Yeah, probably.
0: Interesting. But
1: it's interesting to me that none of those lists included the things that we would normally think about when you think of seasonal flavors, such as pumpkin or, I mean, the gingerbread, peppermint? I guess. But yeah, any sort of peppermint or mint chocolate or like a chai.
0: Mm-hmm. I do like a good chai in the springtime. Yeah. Interesting.
1: Yeah. None of those are what I would expect. No. But I don't know if that's because pumpkin is always popular and it doesn't really grow in popularity every year because like you either love pumpkin or you hate it. Yeah.
0: That's also so I don't true. know
1: if that's because it was steady or if it just isn't in the top eight flavors. That would be boggle my mind yeah i know i just like the uh the like winter to early spring flavors are my favorite seasonal like pumpkin pie or like pumpkin spice through like march agreed yeah i I I I did have i I thought about it earlier and i did cut it off i did say pumpkin spice through february but irish cream usually comes out around st patrick's day and that's my favorite favorite (laughs) So. so good And then Valentine's Day, you usually get some sort of cherry chocolate situation. Mm -hmm. That is true. And then you have your eggnog. You have your pumpkin spice. You have your apple spice. You have your gingerbread and chai and something salted caramel. Oh, and a peppermint mocha. That's my favorite. Yeah. Peppermint mocha by far. Yeah. Of all the flavors ever. Yeah. I have to go get one of those Starbucks cups. Yes, you do. I do like eggnog, the product. Not huge on an eggnog latte. It doesn't really get as hot as I want it to, and... It just tastes... Just, funny. It always tastes yeah. burnt to me. Yeah. I was just going to say that. It's always a little bit off.
0: Yeah.
1: Same. Yeah. I am a pumpkin spice bitch, though. <laughs> I do like pumpkin. Yeah. My favorite is the pumpkin cream cold brew. So you good. do like that. <laughs> I think
0: I had, like, six of them. It's a good thing that Starbucks went out of business by my work. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I got to
1: say. Yeah. I just... My it it gets you in the mood. A seasonal flavor gets you in the You're like, oh, yes, it is time for, I don't know, Starbucks brings out their like peach green tea and you know it's spring. That's part of the reason I bought that peppermint
0: mocha creamer mm-hmm. is because I was like, I'm not going to, I just, I haven't had like zero enthusiasm for anything this year.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly.
0: And I'm like, you know what? Screw this. I want some joy and I'm not putting up my Christ degra- Christmas decorations yet. But I will have me some peppermint mocha. So, Mm -hmm. yeah. Also, I took the whole week of Thanksgiving off, and I want to be, like, in the spirit before the week actually gets here. So, you're totally right. It
1: definitely, like, conjures up some sort of feels. Yeah. I just... The, like, the wintry holiday flavors just make me feel like we're going into the city, either Seattle or Portland, and we're going to go to a big mall, and we're going to get a peppermint mocha, and we're going to Christmas shop. And it feels... Good. (laughs) It makes my soul happy. Yeah. I feel
0: that. (laughs) Speaking of making my soul happy, uh, are we finished with Mm -hmm. flavors? Okay. So last week has been real hard, as we discussed earlier. And as we all know, music makes me happy. Mm -hmm. And I haven't talked about a musical artist for a little while, so I decided to get – talk about an artist or duo that uh, really has helped me get through some, like, difficult times with their music. Do you know who Odessa is? Are they electronic? Yes. They're like electronic chill. But I think you might know one of their songs. Is there a Z in there somewhere? The song or the name? The name. The name. Yeah, I'll get to that. They're very like upbeat. A lot of their music is just very upbeat, very like uplifting. They got me through last week and I want to talk about them. So odessa is an electronic music duo consisting of harrison mills aka catacomb kid and clayton knight aka beaches beaches harrison and clayton met their freshman year of college at western washington university in bellingham washington we know where harrison one. was studying graphic design and clayton was studying mathematics cool thing one of my co-workers took a class with clayton my co-worker is an accountant clayton was studying mathematics they ended up in the same course so that's kind of cool Although they met their freshman year, they didn't start collaborating and making music until their senior year in 2012. The band's name is taken from Harrison's uncle's Sunken Boat, which was named after the Ukrainian city of Odessa. Only his uncle and one of their crewmates survived. Since the spelling O-D-E-S-S-A was already being used by a Scottish synth band, they decided to go with the Hungarian spelling, which replaces the F-F-S-S with S-Z, making it O-D-E-S-C-A. Catacomb Kid is Harrison's tribute to Aesop Rock. He had a song called Catacomb Kids and Harrison thought it was cool. So let's stop. Beaches Beaches <laughs> came about because Clayton was, quote, high in his room making one mu- making music one day. He liked the way it sounds. Like, that sounds... <laughs> like I mean, why not? <laughs> right? Like, that's like the epitome of, like, the Bellingham music scene. Like, how'd you get your name? I was just high in my room one day. Cool, dude. <laughs> I love that. Um, They debuted their first LP... Summer's Gone on September 5th, 2012, and they played their first show on November 9th, 2012, opening for Teen Days in Beat Connection up in Bellingham. Odessa was booked to open for Pretty Lights Analog Future Tour in the fall of 2013 and kick it off their headlining tour on March 12th, 2014. They played their first festival performance on May 23rd, 2015 at Sasquatch Music Festival in the Gorge, Washington. They also played the same day as 21 Pilots and Modest Mouse. Those I do know. Yes. <laughs> Festival performances that followed the Sasquatch performance include performances at Coachella, South by Southwest, Lightning in a Bottle, and Lollapalooza. In March 2015, they launched Foreign Family Collective, which is an outlet for musicians and visual artists with the hope of helping upcoming artists gain exposure. As of December 2018, they had helped produce 29 singles. I always think it's cool when artists help other artists. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Tracks featured on shows and commercials, some of them are Across the Room, Um, which is another one of my absolute favorite songs that played on Grey's Anatomy. The song Loyal was the theme song for Apple's This Is Big advertising campaign for their iPhone X series. So the XS, XR. It was also the theme song for the Nissan Juke commercial and the 2018 video game Forza Horizon 4. Their latest project in August 2020 was a collaboration with Golden Features, who is an artist or an Australian deep house DJ. The trio is known as Bronson. So not only was the project named Bronson, but the trio themselves called themselves that. So as I said a few minutes ago, some of my favorite songs of Odessa's are Say My Name, which features Zyra, A Moment Apart, which is actually the name of their 2018 tour, Line of Sight, which features Win and Mason Air, Higher Ground, which features Naomi Wilde, and Falls, which features Sa- Sasha Sloan. I think Falls for me is like lyrically one of the like deepest. It's everybody falls down all the way down, but you it's basically just like, you can fall but like always get up and one of my quotes for my life is like stand up more times than you fall down and that's just like something that I've always tried to help motivate me so that song always like gives me gives me the feels um so if you're looking for some like cool chill happy music Odessa definitely a good option helped me get through last week's hellacious election mm-hmm. <laughs> I plugged in my earpods and like my earpods my earbuds and just like tuned everybody out at work <laughs> It was like yeah Tapping away, doing my billing, listening to Odessa all day, every day. I got the playlist down by Thursday. Yeah. I have to make sure I write my closing down in my new notebook.
1: Yeah. Uh, do you have anything? Not to step on your point, you can only stand up as many times as you've fallen down.
0: This is true. This is true.
1: <laughs> I, get, like, I get the gist of it, but like, mathematically... Yes. <laughs> you cannot stand up eight times if you've fallen seven. Yes. <laughs> that was it. <laughs> that's all I had to say. Okay. Uh
0: so if you're listening on SoundCount, SoundCrown. That, yeah, that's the thing. So if you're listening on SoundCloud, give us a like or a comment. And if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, give us five stars in a review. Also check us out on Twitter and Instagram at YesDudePodcast. Podcast. And I think that's it for me. Anything else? Not that I know of. Cool dude. I'm very
1: tired. <laughs> yes it's late yes it's eleven fifty-one here yes it is <laughs> all right let's go to bed okay i don't work tomorrow i would like to stay up late and i might watch more you say yes to the dress but for the most part i'm gonna be in bed under my blankies yes because it's cold and you can get real cozy i know all of these i like my wall of windows but it's so cold <laughs> in here right now <laughs> It does make me grateful for not having an outside door or a door that opens to the
0: outside. Yeah, it provides a little buffer. Yeah. <laughs> All right, guys. On that note,
1: uh, we'll see you next week. Bye. <laughs>